That's what we're right, talking right. about, but you know they want that grit. Yeah, so that's that's what you can you can find that out by actually listening to the show. So you know, dialing it back sometimes it saves you from you know hitting a low or you know possibly uh, you know I don't want to say uh, bore your guests, but to feel like you just talking just to be talking. You know what I'm saying? And I never right fill it for talk. the pie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to cover a bunch of airtime or nothing like that. Like the purpose of my show is to have a conversation that, pe- that people can adhere to. So if that conversation lasts an hour, that's great. If it's more than an hour, then, you know, it's best to break that up. You know what I'm saying? Because. Right. And I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Go ahead. I was going to say people attention spans, unless it's something that they're really into or they're diehard fans of it, then you're not going to get that, especially when you're trying to get new listeners. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my favorite podcasts uh, to this day is uh, All Deaf Digital Squadcast, you know? Okay. And I, and I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with that or not, but it's basically, um, you know, five people uh, doing the verses and they'll pick a subject like, uh, you know, who who's better, uh Drake or Will Smith, and they argue about it. But since they're a bunch of comedians and friends and assholes at the same time, it makes the discussion go left in so many different ways that you sit there and just wait for the distraction and then for them to remember that they're actually talking about these two people. And then sometimes (laughs) you get a lot of information or insights about a subject that has nothing to do with the topic at hand that you'd be like, damn, I didn't know that. Then you will research something or you end up becoming a fan of something because, you know, that's how it is when people, you know, big up the next person, you know? So that's one of the things that I I gravitate and I loved about that show. And it kind of gave me an extra push to actually start my podcast because this is something I wanted to do years ago, but um, didn't have the time or I kept putting it off. But then last year created the opportunity and it's been 13 months and I'm still going strong, you know? Okay. Now what you did right there. And I like that. And this is something that usually happens inside my episode, the podcast Clyde, you just set up a gym for a fledging podcaster. Now, let me ask you this one. Cause I'm going to give you like, like four more questions if you don't care real quick. Um, what would be the beginning advice that you would give to a a podcaster that's just starting out. And the reason I ask you this is this real simple, and I'm just going to give you time to think about it, but think about this too at the same time too. I always like to get a different perspective. That's why I do podcast collide because everybody has a different story on that. Some dude was like, man, you just got to get on the mic and just talk. (laughs) And and I'm thinking to myself, this dude's empty. He'll be done in six months. Um, But other people give very insightful things. And even if it's insightful, just something, like, how how would you tell someone to start? Because you know what it's like to start at the beginning. You know what it's like to get listeners, lose listeners, bring listeners, whatever. 
What would you tell them? I would tell somebody if they wanted to start a podcast and that was something that they genuinely wanted to do and it's not just a hobby or a thought to come up with a, a game plan of what your show is going to be. Make sure you got the right equipment. You want to give people at least halfway decent sound starting out if you can't afford, you know, uh, you know, semi top of the line equipment and just put something out there. Don't second guess. Don't try to, you know, talk yourself out of it. Don't, you know, uh, expect someone's opinion to be gospel when it comes to actually trying that. Just do it and then do another one and then do another one. And if you feel (laughs) as though that you you losing the drive or you losing the passion outside of what people are saying about your show or outside of people not listening, you know, then it's not for you. But if you feel comfortable doing it and you don't care what people think and you at least have one person that's actually, you know, got your back and keep going because you never know what's going to come of it. Now, it might not be a career choice that you're doing, but you never know what opportunities might come from it. So just do do something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying get on the microphone and talk. I'm saying, you know, pick a topic. Pick a subject, you know, structure it real, produce it correctly, put it out there and follow through with everything you want to do. Don't just say, "Okay, I got to do this or don't wait for the perfect time. There is no perfect time. That's like saying, you know, I'm going to plan my life out. I'm going to get married at 18, have kids by 22 and have a house at 23. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? That's that's nothing. You you can you can't structure your whole life. You can set uh mile markers but plans change ideas change situations change and the world of podcasting change you know what i'm saying so get out there you know just try it and see what happens i greatly appreciate that because like um one thing that that and this leads into the next question one thing that i would do different that i didn't do before i made my podcast before i even promoted it on instagram right Mm-hmm. I wish I had it took like three weeks, put the thing out there, got some people hype about it, had done some vigilante or, or whatever it's called, uh, did the little visuals and extra stuff to build it up, like hyped it up. I just went, I went in, let me tell you, I went hardcore. I did five episodes up front. I didn't put them all out at one time because people tell you put five episodes out. No, I'm not going to do that. People won't leave after the third episode. Yeah. Um, I put one out and put and you know, did the normal week routine between it. Um, but what would be one thing that you would do different that you didn't do this time? If you could go back, just just one thing that you could fix, because we never regret anything, but it's just something that you would have tweaked different or done different. Uh, I wouldn't have uh, skipped on the equipment I was using initially. I was. Uh, what was you using initially? Um, I was using, what was it? Uh, Audio Box 96 um, to, okay. record my, uh, to record my audio. And um, I didn't spend much money on it. I got the mics from like Amazon or whatever. And I was just recording. I wasn't thinking about like soundproofing or nothing like that. And that, you know what I'm saying? That got me a lot of feedback, but all about my sound quality. Other than that, the content was good. So initially starting out, like my sound quality is trash. And then I was just like, I got to do something about that. 
So that's when I, I started reaching out to editors to do that. But I also got tired of every time I needed something put out, I got to I got to record the episode. I got to send it to the editor. I got to wait for it to come back. Then I got to chop it up and then put it out there. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's me spending money on something that I'm not getting money from yet. So I had to think, you know what I'm saying? What's the best way to do this? You know, like you were saying earlier, that's a feasible. It's not costing me money every week to make my show happen. So I started researching. I started looking at what other podcasts I was using. I was I was hitting up audio engineers. Hey, I'm trying to do this. What could I use that's cost efficient but studio quality? You know what I'm saying? I did the research. So that way I switched up. I wasn't just using my computer microphone. I got an actual mic. I got headsets to prevent from echo. I got better camera that I'm using outside of my laptop camera. You know, all these things made a difference, you know? So actually doing that research is uh something that uh i would i would have i mean not uh not that i didn't do research before but put in more effort in the beginning and i would have started a lot earlier when i first had the idea because you know I, I i kick myself in the butt now because i'm like damn if i only started this when i first had the idea how much further along i would be you know what i'm saying Oh, yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, let's do this real quick. Let's dive into this because you're talking about equipment. And and I'll be 100% honest with you. This is my story, right? Obviously, for my job, I got to carry a decent computer, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Never thought anything about audio um, stuff. The first thing that I went to was we got these like bargain bin places where you can get stuff off the pallets and stuff, all the Amazon returns. So I went and bought the little USB mics. They were Fofin or something like that. That's the name of the company. And no plug to them. Um, but they were just USB mics and I plugged them into the dongle. Didn't have no, uh, place for headphones or anything like that. I had to tweak each one of them by using voice memo on my computer, had everybody holler and talk, right? Mm -hmm. So we can see where it sounds right. What we got to box in, where we got to put egg crates, what we got to do. That's how I started out. But I bought them three, I don't know, four mics for $5 a piece. Yeah. And like you said, I definitely agree on that. And then with me, the way I run my podcast, I always made sure I told everybody that it was going to have an amateurish style. There ain't going to be no intro. The only intro you're going to hear is West Virginia Commonplace or something like that. Or if yeah. you hear a sound effect, it's because of a cup of coffee following me. But that's just my form because I wanted to build something that I knew would be easy for me to maintain. Now, with the sound and all, I agree with you on that. Now, let me ask you this. So you moved over mics. Um, did you start out with USB and go to XLR or are you still using USB in, or, or dipping and dabbing? Uh, initially I started with USB, but then I moved over to XLR and the XLR mics were good, but come to find out that the, the, um, the unit that was audio interface. Yeah. The interface was defective. So I didn't realize that until months after. So I can have, you know, uh, four channels going at once. But for some reason, um, and I, I always tell people after that to, you know, what I'm saying check their equipment and don't just trust it did uh, good because you got them brand new from wherever you bought them from. They were all recording on the same line, basically. So I had four four different mics set up and, you know, uh, live, you can hear them separately. But, you know, what I'm saying when you go to create that wave file, they're all coming through at the same 
on the same channel. So once I realized that, I got away from that interface. I bought a brand new one, and and then I switched up, and then I did. I got better cables, better mics. You know, that all came with you know tested equipment and everything. So that way, I didn't have to worry about that issue. You know. Oh yeah, and I greatly appreciate that because I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. The only thing that slowed me down in the game was I was using these cheap microphones. I mean, I even went to to the, the little store called Gabe's, and I bought a microphone that went through my headphone jack, right? Mm-hmm. But but it had the pop and everything on it, so I was sounding good with that. I wasn't even worried about the sound. And I have not moved over to XLR yet because I, I travel a lot, and I don't want to carry everything on me, you know, to get robbed. Because it could, yeah. I could drop my bag down. So the only difference I did was I went and bought that Yeti. I caught the Yeti on sale mm-hmm. and I will just say this, like you said about microphones and no disrespect to XLR or, U- or USB. Whenever you are buying them, you do got to buy a certain level of quality because this mic, like it takes out the sound. Like I'm in a hotel room. There's people yelling and there was, there was somebody yelling at a kid. You didn't even hear it. Yeah. Turned down that gain, got it all out the way. So I will say buying a quality mic on either end. It is a difference using this compared to them. The little cheap Samson and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's a difference. And what you using? I'm looking at it now. I'm a little envious. I'm like, uh, might have to find a studio on the low. Mm-hmm. I'm record like five episodes so I can give me some better, better quality sound. Now, let me ask you this: Do you do like a true sound test on your episodes? Do you like play it like? Because I'm, I'm like, I'm uh, this. I'm religious about this. Like, I'll go in and I'll play it on a shower speaker, the Bluetooth speaker. On an Xbox or a uh, PlayStation through the TV, yeah. I'll go in the car, play Bluetooth, and I'll play it in line, old school with the AUX. I do all that to hear the different sounds, and then I'll put them in regular headphones. And then you know, obviously, I got the, the funky iPhone headphones, and then another like wireless earbuds. I listen to my show in different things to hear my pitch or like my voice, like because if you get too close to the mic, it's like that, yeah. you know. Uh, just to listen to see how I sound, and then I go back and I even look at the video to be like, man. Was I loving on the mic or something? Was I moving right? You know, why was I doing all this extraness around the mic? Do you have you had to go do all that yet, or like self test everything to see if you just get that right sound? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, before I even you know I let anybody into the room, I'm checking my sound. You know what I'm saying? So I have it set up to now that I adjust it according to my guests, opposed to me, because I got everything set up right. Like. Only time I move this is when you know I'm off camera. Other than right. that, it's exactly where I needed to be, you know. And that came from trial and error. And when it comes to you know me finishing up the show and me setting it up, I do two tests actually. Um, I, I play it from my phone, and then I play it from my um, my speaker, uh, my uh, you know, say my Bluetooth speaker. So. Another thing that people don't think about is when it comes to analytics, it's, you know, depending on the, the site that you distribute it from, it'll show you what type of device that your uh, your podcast is being played on. So it'll show, it'll say phone, it'll say tablet, it'll say computer. And then depending on, you know, what country it's in, the, about half of the people are going to be listening on their computer. So like you said, you're going to play right. it through a computer speaker and see what it sounds like uh, opposed to in the headphones. Other than that, nine times out of ten, people are listening to it on their phone. And you know what it right. sounds like when you, you know, saying you got headphones on. So for it to be at a, a normal 
talking level like right now, it's going to make a difference when someone puts on uh, Beats headphones or, you know, iPad, uh, I said iPad, uh, iPhone headphones. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that your your actual recording sound or your recording level is at a at a uh, a normal rate, I guess you could say, or a normal talking volume, because that's what's going to make the difference. You know what I'm saying? So when you're oh, in yeah, the car, no. and depending on if you got the device hooked up Bluetooth or to an aux cord, it's going to make a difference in sound and the and the feedback. So if you're coming in loading, I have to turn the volume all the way up. So all that has to be considered. So it doesn't have to be super high, but it has to be like phone conversation level. You feel me? Yeah. I feel you on that. And another one I left off, and you got me thinking now, because I got the tablet right over here on the little extra thing. I'm just showing you for argument's sake. I got it on the little stand right there. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to listen to the episodes on, on the tablet because of you, man. I mean, I play them through the headphones, but now I'm going to actually listen through the speakers on that now. Um, another thing I forgot about is the USB sound, because a lot of people got cars that do that little sync hookup. Mm-hmm. Whenever I play anybody's podcast, I don't care who it is. For some reason, when you do it through the USB, that shit sounds low as hell. Um, I don't know why I, it just, I, it just I, does. I never actually tried uh, hooking up the USB to, to uh, you know, stream or anything or listen to anything. It's either Bluetooth or Ox. And the problem with Ox is, depending on the device, nine times out of ten, uh, it's going to be like a Android tablet or an Android phone or like a, a actual iPod. And yeah, you, it's not too many cars you're going to get in like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's always going to be a difference in the sound. And I'm not I'm not really sure about the USB thing. Like I've had one in cars for years and I've just used it to charge devices. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I feel you on that. But yeah, that's the extra sound I, I do because, you know, I'm usually navigating or doing something crazy like that. So um I just hook the phone to the USB because I ain't doing all the extra Bluetooth because sometimes it don't pair. I just plug it in and just plug and play roles. Yeah. And, and that's usually how I listen to the podcast and stuff like that. Now, um, getting over to, to more uh, podcast-centric questions that I'm going to ask you real fast, and then i, I got to get the floor back to you on this one, um, is this. What was the first mistake you made in podcasting? Because um, with me, I, I'll tell you, the first mistake I made was was thinking that everybody was a friend and not associates. I got together with a group of people and I, and I didn't realize that I had a little knowledge or I was savvy in certain ways that they like. They took that advantage and just, that information just ran with it. Not being naive or anything. I just thought these was people I talked to in DMs and they had my regular phone number. We talked every day. Next thing you know, they took a little information I gave them and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's common in an uncommon place, right? <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I think that uh, trying to uh, trying to collab with people without you know without uh, really getting the feel for them will probably be uh, one of the best. I won't say best. One of the mistakes I made um, because you know people show you red flags, and you know because you you know what I'm saying you. Uh, I don't say you feel a certain way about them, but you try not to judge people on like little small stuff that might bother you or small stuff that might throw you off because you know that they got, they got good character. But 
sometimes you gotta, you know, like my girl Kendra says from Coffee with Kendra, you know what I'm saying? Oh gotta, yeah, Kendra. You gotta, yeah, you gotta peep them red flags, you know what I'm saying, regardless to uh what's the aspect of your relationships. So going through that, I ended up wasting a lot of time trying to work with people. And, you know, I've realized that, you know, that that wasn't my lane for right now. So I can I can collab with people. You know what I'm saying? Not that it happens often, but as far as what I'm trying to do with my platform, I know that uh, since it's just me doing everything, then I'm just going to have to maintain that until I, I build that bond or build that family to make that happen. You know, if it goes that way. So, yeah, that that will probably be the, the mistake I made. Yeah, and I and I tell you one thing that I made a mistake on, but I live by it even to this day. I, um, and this is kind of wrong about me, but I do say this: I am highly selective on who I bring on podcasts a lot. But there's another thing that I do that I think is wrong, and I wish I could fix it, but I can't fix it now because I'm known for this. I am highly selective on who shows I go on. Mm-hmm. Um, because I learned early on in the game, you can't just jump on everybody's piece and and do something. I got to research you. I got to listen to you and I got to actually like what you're doing. Um, cause it, cause it came to me. I did a show with this guy and, and I did it just to be nice. I did the show on a Thursday night, like at eight o'clock. He had that show out at 12 o'clock at night. And we both <laughs> know he didn't edit that show. And people came back to me. They was like, is this what you're doing now? You doing this trash ass show? And I'm like, nah, I was like, this dude just, he said he puts it to wax and he'll edit it in the next three hours and then he's going to put it out. So I trusted him. So then I, I got like this, I got kind of exclusive. I was like, yo, I will invite everybody over to my show, not in a rude way. And I, and I and it hasn't taken away from anybody from anything that they do, but I'm very selective. I'll do six appearances in a year, like podcasting, like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And we at number four right now. And then outside of that, like, like what I did last year. I did six shows. Well, no, I did four of them. Then I was done. You can go to my platform all day long. If you want the episode, I'll give it back to you too, and you can use it. I won't even use it. But I learned in my realm that I got to be very careful. And like you said, in who I associate with and who I deal with. And that even goes back as far as like, even with the shout out sometimes, I got to be careful who I shout out because then, you know, people will start getting a certain way about things. And I, and I tell it, yeah, and I like I, like I did today. I, I put an announcement out there. I was showing people this app that uh, doesn't track everything. You just let it get in one time, and it shows you who unfollowed you without being all the extra and paying for it, right? Yeah. So yeah. I went in, I went in, and I seen cats that I really do a show with. Like I do shows and did advertising with these people unfollowed me, and I wasn't paying attention. And I was in me. I do everything with automation. I got the th- Facebook business suite, mm-hmm. so I'm never on Instagram or Facebook. All my posts, they're they're lined up for the next 35 days. And with that being said, if we got beef or something or you unfollow me, you're going to get free publicity off me if I don't check. So I put that out there to the world. I was like, people need to know this because, you know, you get out here and you're doing business with people, like you said. And sometimes things go sour, like with guests, for instance, like with me, I'm like one of like I'm like Tupac. I record this whole week. You're the last show that I've done. Like if we had recorded this for me, this would have been my 20th show that I did from Sunday to this Sunday. For my season seven that don't come out till January. Yeah. <laughs> so um my next question to you is this like if um you like you got the podcast going, you got the merch going, you got everything solid solidified, you got the uh, link tree and everything going. Um what is the next thing for you outside of this? 
because everybody's got their podcasts and dreams and aspirations, and we live in, live in news right now, right? But my dream is like, for instance, with the Sometime Cinema, I want to be able to do that in every city. I want to be able to kind of land ever Baltimore, wherever, have a spot to just set up, do it, meet some fans, make some fans, and just roll, roll out with another local podcaster. We do it as a joint venture, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So what's in, what's next? Your next endeavor? My next endeavor is to uh, actually put out a series that I'm working on. Um, I'm trying to put together a ten part series um, about a. Uh, it's almost like a, uh, I guess you could say, almost like a true Hollywood story, something like that. Okay. And, well, remember this. Remember this real quick. Hold on. And, and this is the magic part about what I do in a business. Which, from what you told me there, you already got fired. Let me ask you one more question. This is where the 2020 question comes in. So in this series that you're doing and you're developing right now, right? Mm-hmm. What has been the roadblock? What has stopped you from getting it out as fast as you can? What has slowed you down with this? Well, I'm writing it by myself, but it's also finding the right people to put in the project, finding the right team to actually make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So if you want good quality work and not just something from like an iPhone or, you know, iPad, you got to have the right equipment and the right people behind it. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to producing everything. So taking my time with that, since, you know, I'm funding everything and having to find, uh, you know, the right uh, the studio or the right area to record and do my scenes and everything. All that takes time. It's nothing I could jump out and do that. I don't. I don't have whole overhead at the moment. You know, it would be great <laughs> if I did, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm not going to rush it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I need to hurry up and make this happen before football season, or I need to hurry up and happen before. You know what I'm saying. So anytime you try to rush to do anything in life you always end up skipping a step or missing something. So measure twice, cut once, right? Right. That's how we do. Yeah. So with that, um, I'm, I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to change up my YouTube channel because I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be working on a different show um, to, uh, you know, uh, actually incorporate like anime fans like myself and, you know, uh, you know, Ooh. people who uh, enjoy conversation about old school cartoons and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, let, let me come back on for one of those. Are you like old anime, like Ninja Scroll, like Maycross? That that old? Yeah, that Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Akira, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, Regular Lotus War or whatever. Yeah. So you know, trying to uh, incorporate that and separate that from you know, I can't make this up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to trying to bridge the gap between, you know, uh, fans who listen to just my stories and fans who listen to just my interviews and fans who like certain topics but doesn't like the full conversation. So that way I'm kind of making it real rounded. You know, my eventual goal is to actually build a soundstage to where I can do my show give other uh creators a chance to come and create content create content myself and um get to a point to where i got a driving business within the business you know what i'm saying at the same time giving other people opportunities to do the same thing that they didn't have before because you don't have stuff like this in this area like you can create it 
But unless you, a lot of people don't like to show up to anything until the work is done. So with that being said, right. I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to put it out there and it has to be done. And instead of you trying to jump on it at the last minute, no, you don't do that. If you wanted to partner, then we can make this happen faster. But since you don't, now I got to charge you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> thinking right? long, I'm thinking longevity when it comes to that. So, you know, Landover Legend Studio is coming soon. All right. I appreciate that. And uh, I thank you for letting me take over your show real quick with that quick podcast, uh, podcast collide inside of an episode. Because <laughs> uh, like I said, I like to, 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 to do that sometimes. But I usually like to ask a few questions just so I can uh, work on my chops and make sure I still got it. You know? Oh yeah, no but doubt. anyway, <laughs> no doubt, man. But anyway, no. the floor is back back to you now. I thank you for that little insight because the thing is, and, and we'll have to do a podcast collab episode one day, whenever you got some free time. Um, the cool thing is, is like that little extra insight that you put out there, you probably wouldn't have put out in this episode or the next episode, right? No, not necessarily. Um, right, it, right. It, so it, you just you just did yourself a justice right there, didn't you? Most definitely. You know, but it also it also depends on the topic at hand, because, it you know, you've listened to my show before. You know, we could be talking about someone's book and then, you know, depending on the next question or depending on where the conversation goes, it can get into that because it's, it's not rare, but it happens quite often where people, you know, flip the script and, you know, want to get to know a little bit more about, you know, how I do my thing or, you know, what inspired me. You know what I'm saying? Because me myself, I don't like just I don't like just talking. You know, that's why I couldn't do a show by myself with me just talking about a subject. I, I kind of feel like that's for me, it's like derivative and I feel like I'm I'm just talking for no reason. But if I'm having a conversation with somebody, we exchanging ideas, we exchanging information, we you know what I'm saying, we creating a dialogue or or uh, you know what I'm saying, uh something that that's going to be useful and at the same time, uh, I guess, enjoyable for the two people involved, you know what I'm saying? Or whoever, you know? Yeah. Just so like, just like, so that it's not aimless list. Um, cause, cause that happens sometimes, you know, some people would like do the solo ones. Like I do, like I got a series called the love series inside my podcast and it's an intimate story tells you about what happened with me. Um, you know, the different things inside love, but I make them real short and concise. Cause I'm like, I only want to hear me talk for, 12 minutes or 15 minutes i don't want to go on by myself for two hours yeah I, that's why i, I became a talk i listened to a couple of them so I, I already know exactly what you're talking about you know right they just short they just tell a point and like when, when i did one about a mental health checkup it was just like why is everybody always doing checkups and not doing maintenance you can do checkups all day in your car but if you actually don't do the maintenance like you can put oil in your car but if you don't do the oil change rotate the tires and do that every single time your car gonna break down one day yeah, you know, change that, fix that water pump, like, and you can just like with your mind. That's one thing there that just gets me. Like, people would just do this quick checkup. Oh, I'm already right here. I'm already right here, but I ain't fixing what's making this not all right. Hmm. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. Um, yeah, that's, man, that's I, just uh, you know, that's just basic me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, no doubt, man. Um, you know, uh. When you was talking earlier, you made me think about something. The last time I actually uh, I went to West Virginia, I, I took a chick to okay. Charlestown one time, right? Uh-oh, to the and, casino. Yeah, Big and um, I had been going out there, I guess, you know, like every other weekend that particular summer. Oh, 
And um, <laughs> she was like, man, I'm trying to go. I've never been to a casino. And I'm like, all right, let me know when you're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? I'll pick you up and we'll drive out there. And now for us, um, that's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. Maybe maybe you cut over by Frederick. Hours. Yeah. Cuts. So she was like, yeah, I'm trying to go. She was like, she made all the money she wanted to. I think she was doing hair at the time or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly. And I was like, all right, let's go to the casino. We pull up there. We get to the garage. Before we go in the door, I'm like, look, put whatever money um, aside that you don't feel comfortable spending and then have your money that you, you know, willing to gamble. And I told her, I said, this is just something I learned on my first time actually gambling, period. Once you lose half of your money and you just losing it, I suggest you stop because, you know what I'm saying, you're going you're gonna to end up losing all your money. She was like, all right, I'm good. So I said, cool. I go in, I show her around, take her to the blackjack <laughs> tables, roulette and all that. I was explaining to her how craps work because it's not like it's on the street. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different game. Right. So I'm like, I'm about to go over here and hit these slots. So I'm sitting down there having a drink, hitting the slots. I, I spent about 40. I made like 180, something like that. Once I lost 40, I said, all right, cool. Cash out. I take my card. And it had been about an hour, maybe an hour and a half since I seen her. And I seen her like out the corner of my eye, bouncing from like table to table, trying stuff out. So I go, uh-huh. she's playing backjack, right? But she got this look on her face like she's stressed out. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, how much you up? How much you down? She was like, man, I'm down. I'm like, how much you got left? And she had just bet her last $20. And I was like, that's your last 20 She was like, yeah. Bow. I think she hit for like 23 or something like that. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. How much you got left? She was like, that was all of it. I was like, all of your money? She was like, yeah. I said, so all of your gambling money? She was like, nah, every dollar I made today. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. I said, I said, why would you play all the money if you was losing? Like, that that don't make sense. So she pissed off at this point. She like, give me $200. I'm like, give you $200? So you can lose my money? No. Like I told you, like, you know what I'm saying? I told you before we stepped through the doors, I'm like, put put the money into the side that you don't feel comfortable spending. Don't spend all your money because it ain't going to be like, oh, the house feel bad for you. Take take this back or take back half. No, nah, what you lose is what you lose because they got to do the same thing when they lose. <laughs> so I'm like, well, <laughs> you want to get something easy? She's like, no, I want to leave. I'm like, all right. So I go, I go in the line. It's a long ride home. Yeah, so I, I go in the line to cash out my ticket, right? I cash out my ticket. I gave her the money. I was like, here, just take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like $140, you know what I'm saying? But it, it wasn't nothing else I could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I felt bad that you lost all your money, but it wasn't my fault. So she's blaming me. She was, we get in the car, and she, I'm like, let's go get something to eat. She's like, nah, take me home. I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever. Dang. We get, yeah, we get on the road. We coming back down home. And like in the first 30 minutes, she was blaming me 
that I was the reason she lost her money because I brought her there. <laughs> I said, I said, would you say? She's like, yeah, if you had never brought me here, I wouldn't have lost my money. I said, okay. So I cut the radio on. I lit my J and I kept driving. You know what I'm saying? I get to her house. I pull up. I unlock the door. I ain't say a word. She was like, you're not coming in? I said, you think I'm going to your house right now? No. No, I'm not going to your house right now. So you Right, because you didn't want a domestic or nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you could bust me over my head with a frying pan or something in the middle of the night. Nah, I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then after that, I just learned that, you know, I can't be, I can't just be taking, you know, people to places they're not ready for. And at right. the same time, uh, it, it, it made me want to learn more about that person instead of just being fascinated with what we had chemistry wise. You know what I'm saying? So, right. cause you never know what people temperament when it comes to loss or, uh, being upset or being pushed to the edge. You know what I'm saying? Some people can handle it. Some people go overboard. So that showed me that, Hey, you don't like any type of loss when it comes to finances, not going to put you in a situation where I'm involved with you losing money outside of me. You can't get (laughs) mad at me. You feel me? (laughs) Right. Right. That's crazy. All the way out there. That was a long ride back. Cause that's 68, 70 back up around. I'm just thinking about that ride. Cause I I left Baltimore um, last Monday and I made that ride back home. And uh, funny thing about what your story is, there's two casinos. There's a bunch of casinos in West Virginia for some reason. I don't know why. There's that one in Charlestown. There's one in a place called Wheeling. Mm-hmm. Then there's another one out where um over on my end of West Virginia, like closer to Ohio, called Charleston. Charleston got the uh, the dogs out there. So a lot of people travel in for them dogs because, you know, it ain't that much dog racing going on everywhere. Yeah. And the the worst heartbreak you see is these cats will go in there and start playing they start losing their money. And at first they had a hotel at the Mardi Gras casino. Cause that's what it's called. And the next thing you know, they, they end up having to stay at the red roof Inn at the end of the night. Cause they didn't ran all their money and tricked up their hotel room. You know? Yeah. So that is crazy though, that you got a story like that going all the way And Charlestown's deep though. It ain't like you just can get there like boom, boom, boom. No, not at all. So, and Okay, nah, I definitely was using a smartphone because that was around, I want to say it was like close to like Google Map era. So I was like using like a like a Verizon Droid or something like that at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was close enough to the era to where, you know, if, if you didn't have a smartphone, you would have messed around and got lost. So, you know. Yeah, you would end up like Morgantown GPS. or something. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't getting lost not and you know, no offense to uh West Virginia nothing, but yeah, they, they look at you different out there. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can get lost out here. Like 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 I'll be telling people, nobody really believes this, like and I and I'm saying it's hundred percent on the record. It's not about any place being racist out there. It's that these people that live in these places live on dirt roads and live on different type of roads, like mm-hmm. they don't have main roads like this. So they when they go out to Walmart, they might only go to Walmart once a week. So yeah. these people, I call them clans people, not clansmen like Ku Klux Klan, but like clansmen because it's families that live in hollers, which is like a, a road that goes in one in one way yeah. and out the same way. They all live together, so all they know is each other. So when they see somebody of color or anything else that don't belong out there, in their opinion, nah, that's not where you want to be. Now, if you stay on the three interstates that run through there, which are 77, 64, and 79, you're good to go. Go to Charleston, 
you have a good time Huntington, whatever, Parkersburg, wherever. Shout out definitely to Parkersburg and Charleston. But anyway, um, you're good out there. But it's like if you get off the main road and you go to get gas, you better make sure it's not too dark because <laughs> the hills have eyes out there. And I ain't, look, look, I'll be honest with you, I ain't even really believe it because I'm originally from Virginia. I'm from the middle of Virginia, a little place called Lynchburg. Yeah. So, I, like, I'm I'm from a country area, but if you go on 29 and go up to D.C. or, you know, past Culpeper and all that stuff, I can be in D.C. in, like, two and a half, three hours. I can be in North Carolina in two, West Virginia in three. So I was always on the little central hub and be in Richmond in, like, an hour and 45 minutes. So I grew up learning about these different places. But, man, once I went to West Virginia, it was something about it, though. Like, you know, cheap place to live, but you can make money out, outside of the state, obviously, because I travel everywhere. But yeah. you can live comfortable and the mountains kind of shield you from people, even though we ain't got good cell phone service or Internet service. Still a good spot if you ever get a chance to just want to go on vacation and want to see rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't be in my top 25 places to vacation. But, you know, I wouldn't I mean, mind. Me, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind going there for, you know, a day or whatever to, you know, check out the scenery or like for an event or something like that. But Or, or l- let me give you one that's better, Justice. You wouldn't mind going through it so you can get to Columbus or Cleveland or go to Pittsburgh that way instead there of having go. to go pay tolls. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's all. I think I what did I go through? I think I, I drove through some part of West Virginia to get to uh, Pennsylvania or something. Yeah, you ago. hit the little corner right there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was different out there too. I tell you what, when I was going to see my buddy down in Knoxville, um, I stopped somewhere in Memphis. And I went to I went to the shell, got, you know what I'm saying, I filled up and I went across the street to this restaurant to use the bathroom. And I went in this restaurant and people were still smoking indoors. That's how long ago it was. I wanna say it was Damn. like maybe 11 years ago something like that okay and you know like in the movies when someone walks through the door and the record skips like the record didn't skip but everyone stopped and turned and looked at me and i was like uh you guys got a bathroom and lady looked at looked at her co-worker then looked back at me and was like for who it's like y'all have a nice day and i walked out (laughs) hey look I, I I knew what it was, and I just was like, let me, let me let me get down the road and get to a restaurant, and you know, like uh, you know, like a, a chain or something that you know has a little bit more friendly atmosphere, and maybe I won't feel the same way. But it was like a, a like a diner, like a little pops diner or whatever, and I just was yeah. like, no. No, nope, gotta remember this place, and um, and, and and you say that that's kind of crazy though, because like I said, in West Virginia, like nothing like that's ever happened to me. Like I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a pretense that they teach you leaving Virginia to come over. They'd be like at nighttime, if you're not on that main highway, or if you're not in the big populous areas like the the capital of like Charleston or mm-hmm. Huntington. Like if I'm up in that area where Charlestown's at, we call that the holler. Because when you get over there, it's only, it's only a few roads, but that little corner of West Virginia, because West Virginia looks like this, this part over here. Yeah. Because, you know, West Virginia does look like that. Yeah. So this part over here that, that touches Maryland and Virginia and Pennsylvania and all that. Yeah. When you over in that area, if you ain't out of there by, day, by, uh, by nighttime, you done for. Because nobody lives over there but the people that know each other. Yeah. So so that's one thing I watch out there. Um, only other thing that's really weird about West Virginia is like, um, we call it Mountain Dew shit. 
people be on some real Mountain Dew. Like, you know, remember the old extreme commercials where they catch the, the Mountain Dew on the rocks and shit? Yeah. People really come from Canada and stuff to rock climb in West Virginia. You'll see these these two, three million dollar mansions that the I don't know what goes on in Canada. So it's none of my business. But these people come down from Canada in the summertime and will stay until fall up in these nice mansions on a mountain and be out there rock climbing and sliding down in the cave holes and all this craziness. And I'm like, to each his own, but not me, you know. Hmm. <laughs> hey, when you when you got people that um, you know do crazy shit like uh, go in submarines and try to like find the Titanic and all this crazy stuff, and don't get me wrong, as far as exploration purposes, that's fine. But when you do it on a on a Saturday afternoon for three hundred dollars or whatever, or go inside a, a shark cage for the thrill or just to see what it's like that's that's what they made 4k video for like you know what i'm saying but to each his own like i i think that bungee jumping is the stupidest thing in the world right right and, I, and that's just me but i want to skydive so it's, it, you know what i'm saying like it's it's to, to some people there is no difference but for me i would rather jump out of a plane than trust my life on a bungee cord which which sounds real hypocritical and stupid, but I, I think because I enjoy skydiving the act more than I would uh, bouncing on the tepper. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I've actually seen uh, bungee, like, in, li- in, like, real life, bungee cords uh, snap and stuff. So, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> because I haven't experienced anything bad with skydiving yet, I trust it more. <laughs> well, that's like these people that come to West Virginia. We have this thing called National Bridge Day, right? Yeah. These cats jump off a bridge. They jump off a bridge into the water with a parachute. We got people in wheelchairs jumping off. I'm like, a wheelchair? Jumping off. And this is like a big thing. I'm talking about like people from all over the world just come to jump off the bridge into some shallow water that, you know, could make or break your legs. And I'm just like, teachers, I'm like, it's just something about some of that stuff that I'm just like, nah. And then you got the people that rock climb out there knowing some of them rocks is slick. Cause we got ice at different times of year, but some people just come in in the fall time or like almost winter time when it's getting ice on it and they'll climb rocks. Like what sense does that make? Right. Yeah. I mean that, like I said earlier to each his own, I, I don't, I don't climb mountains and stuff to test my athleticism or the thrill of, you know, scaling the mountain freehanded, you know, because a lot of people do it freehanded. Freehanded, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would hate to get slapped by a person that climbed the Everest with no help. You know what I'm saying? Like, those got to be some of the roughest fucking hands that you ever seen in your life. But, you know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I look at it like this, right? If I'm 80 years old and I feel as though I lived a fulfilled life and I accomplished everything that I want to, that I'm to a point to, and not that I'm saying that 80 is like the new, well, uh, the new uh, age that everyone's going to start passing at. But like, if I feel as though I have no regrets, then, you know, I would probably jump off that bridge. I would, I would go to bridge day. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like those people that wait till they like <laughs> seventy and they start doing coke and shit. They they don't give a fuck. They live their life. You know. Yeah, they re- they ready to get a new experience before you they know? go. Exactly. So have at it. It's those people that that find out that they're terminal 
and they cash out on their insurance policy. Um, and, and, you know, they live their life to the fullest, you know, because they don't want to sit in the hospital bed and go through chemo and all that other stuff. And I encourage that not to the point that they they killing themselves early, but to actually enjoy their life. You know what I'm saying? Or, or what's yeah, much respect other? on that. Yeah, M- much respect on that one. But when you but yeah, like when you're 23 and you're getting drunk and you're riding on top of uh, you know a car going down the highway blindfolded, then I feel as though you're wasting your young life. And you could have done a lot more. Yeah, way more with it. Like, I'll give you an example. When I was coming up here, I came through, the like, the Baltimore way. Like, Baltimore, Delaware, come up to New Jersey. I seen something that excited me. It was an indoor skydiving park. With, oh, you know, sky, with the air uh, under the... Sky zone. Yeah, it was, it was somewhere like Maryland, Delaware line. I was like, man, I really want to try that. Yeah. Before I jump out of a plane. I was like, I want to do that and see if I'm going to, you know cancel out doing that or if I could really, you know, jump out of an airplane. So I said, you know, when I when I go back through I might stop by and, and try it out. Yeah. That was one thing I it's dope. You gotta you gotta book it in advance and uh, at least last time I went, you had to schedule a time because they don't want, you know, everyone in at the same time. And if you if you miss your appointment you can either like they'll let you go at another time slot during that day or you gotta reschedule it like you know, the next available day. But like, if you're five minutes late, then you miss your appointment. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. I remember one time I drove down to, I think it was Sterling or Leesburg from here to, uh, to go to this place. Uh, it was, it was closer than the one I think that was up North. And we had missed the appointment by like three minutes and we was like walking through the door, like we literally hit traffic at the exit right by where the place was. And the lady called me as I'm walking through the door. It was like, uh, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know you missed your appointment. And, um, you know, what day did you want to reschedule?" I'm like, "Reschedule? I'm here. I'm not. I'm not rescheduling." She's like, "Well, the next one's at seven o'clock. We had a one o'clock appointment." What? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did you go on that seven o'clock one or did you get one like at two? No, I ended up I ended up selling the appointment to somebody else that could, you know, use it another day. You know, because I you know, I actually had things scheduled that day. You know, yeah. we was gonna be in there for a couple of hours, go get something to eat and then, you know, go go do whatever. But I wasn't waiting six hours to to do Sky that dog. or come back all the way back down here on another day. I was man, fuck that. Nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I seen it and I, I did get excited. I was like, I'm gonna do that. I said, hopefully, that if I, I can get my hands on a GoPro or something before I go, you know, if I don't do it this time, I'll be back over in this area again at some point. Oh, they'll, uh, 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 there's video and pictures you can buy. They they actually put oh. that in the package too. So oh, they'll, they'll give you like from like a downward angle of you like, you know, uh, floating above the fan and everything in the suit. Yeah, hit that like, little extra flip. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, hey man, hey do it. That's it's, it's technically safer than jumping out of a plane unless something crazy happens. But you know, it's a it's a fifty percent chance that better than you know trusting a, a parachute. And when you jump out of a plane before you have the experience, you got to remember you got to be strapped to somebody. So it's not always going to be a lady. You know what I'm saying? So you got to right. <laughs> you got to be comfortable f- with the tethering situation. Yeah, so definitely on that one. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, man, I actually got a meeting coming up shortly, JR. So, man, I appreciate you coming on today and, uh, you know, dropping that information. I think that a lot of people will find it useful. And, um, man, let me know about the uh, podcast a lot, man, because, uh, you know, I got no problem coming on. I don't get too many invitations. So it'd be nice to, you know, what I'm saying uh, work with somebody else on their platform. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We'll definitely get that arranged. I uh, got a few little things going on. And um, at some point, next time I'm in your area, though, because I do, uh, like I said, my aunt's over in someplace, Suitland, somewhere now, okay. near Suitland High School. Uh, I'm, we might, we'll have to catch up in, in real life, too. But I want to thank you so much for having me on your platform. Uh, like everything you got going on, everybody remember, listen to West Virginia Uncommonplace when you get a chance. And we'll keep moving from there. Thank you, sir. Okay. Yeah, You want to let them know every way they can reach you? Oh, yeah, you can just reach me at um, West Virginia Commonplace on Instagram. If you try to find me anywhere else, if you just put in West Virginia Uncommonplace or WV Uncommonplace on Google, you will find everything in the storefront and everything else like that. I ain't going to plug every single thing. Um, just remember, sometimes cinema pops up in your city. Um, we send everything across the Wire app, and it is the Wire app, not the TV show. Uh, that's how you can get a hold of me on there. All right. Thanks, JR. I appreciate you coming on for another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. That's I Can't with a K. Make This Up podcast. You can find me everywhere podcasts are available. I'm also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And please don't forget to hit that like button, share it, leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about this show and, you know, and uh, whether it's good or bad, I'm going to read it. And if it's bad, I'll block you. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know how that is. But I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate all support. Until next time, peace. I can't make this up. Being the wing man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'ma let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.